the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. What we see here in Jeremiah is it's important that you believe the right truth. That there is a right and there is a wrong. And what you believe matters. And when it comes to the judgment of God, a person is not exempt from judgment because they believe the wrong thing. They believe the wrong truth. People of Judah believed the wrong thing. And they were judged for it. You know, uh, Jesus said, I am the way. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you and warn you that there are people who teach false religion. Now, most people would know that there is a difference between Christianity and Buddhism. They are quite different in both practice and vocabulary. But there are those who will ever so slightly change the Word of God. So when you hear someone teaching, don't just take their word for it. Do your own research. Search the Bible and know that what you're being told is biblical truth for today. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 14 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Because of the famine and the sword, they will have no one to bury them, them nor their wives, their sons, nor their daughters, for I will pour their wickedness on them. And and I want you to see, don't miss what God is saying here. He's talking about those who listened to the false prophets and and believed their false message. They will be held responsible for rejecting the words of the true prophets. They will be held responsible for rejecting the truth. Those who believed the lie, they don't get a pass just because they listen to a false teacher. They, 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 they aren't innocent in God's eyes just because they listen to a false prophet. They'll face judgment. You know, they, they have the truth. They chose to ignore the truth and believe the lies of the false teachers. It sounded better to them. Remember in Isaiah, they said to Isaiah, hey, don't. Don't tell us right things. Tell us smooth things. Tell us the things we want to hear. Don't tell us the things we need to hear. And the the people that that liked what the false 
false teachers and the false prophets were saying and said, I want to go with that, not with Jeremiah saying, I don't like what Jeremiah is saying. All that fire and brimstone type stuff. I'm going to go with this. This one, he's saying, this is, God's going to give me peace in my life. That's the one I like. He says, they're going to be judged. They're going to be judged. He says, they'll be cast out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. What they believed, and, I, and this is important, what they believed to be true was that there would be no judgment. They believed because their teachers told them that there would be no sword and no famine and no judgment for their sin, only peace and security. That was their truth. That was their truth. That's what they believed. That's what they sincerely believed. But their truth wasn't the truth. And they're going to be judged based on the truth. And what they sincerely believed was wrong. We live in a time and we live in a day when people believe that truth is relative and all beliefs are equal. And what you believe is what you believe. And what I believe is what I believe. And what your truth is your truth. And my truth is my truth. And they're both equal. Everyone's truth is equal. But what we see here in Jeremiah is... It's important that you believe the right truth, that there is a right and there is a wrong and what you believe matters. And when it comes to the judgment of God, a person is not exempt from judgment because they believe the wrong thing. They believe the wrong truth. People of Judah believed the wrong thing. And they were judged for it. You know, uh, Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. And someone can say, but I don't believe that Jesus is the only way to God. I believe there's many ways to God, or I believe that this is the way to God, and not Jesus. And what they believe is wrong. And they're going to be judged according to the Word of God, according to the truth of God, not based on what they believe. You know, God's not going to judge on a scale of any kind. There's not going to be any kind of pass given just because you believe the wrong thing. He's going to judge according to the truth of his word. And look at verse 16 again. Famine and the sword will come upon Jerusalem. The very thing the false prophets said would never come, will come. And they will have no one to bury them. And this is, this is kind of hard for us to, to comprehend just how horrific Things will be in Jerusalem when the Babylonians invade and they attack the city. They're going to surround the city. They're going to cut off the food supply. They're just going to starve the people out and just wait them out before they actually go into the city. And things will be so horrific in the city of Jerusalem. And so many people will die as a result of the Babylonian attack and the judgment of God. Uh, They will not be able to bury their dead. Not even, it says, if you look, it says not even their wives, right? Their sons, their daughters. I mean, how how gut-wrenching is this? We can't even imagine. Just leave your your loved ones dead uh, in the street. I remember listening to uh, a biography a few years ago about Adoniram Judson. Uh, Adoniram Judson was a missionary in the 1800s to Burma from, from the United States. 
And when he and his wife were traveling to Burma by ship uh, with their infant child to become missionaries, uh, their infant child became sick on, on, at sea. And their infant child died. Uh, and their only option was to drop the baby's body over the side of the ship. And so it tells the story of Adoniram Judson and his wife standing at the bow of the ship and just dropping their infant child's body over the side of the ship because that was their only choice. I can't, I can't even comprehend. I can't even begin to think of the, the, the pain that they must have experienced doing that. You know, later on, Adoniram Judson's wife became sick when they were on the mission field, and he tried to uh, take her back to the United States by ship, and when they were off the coast of Africa, his wife died on the ship. And uh, the captain of the ship, having compassion on Adoniram Judson, pulled along the shore uh, somewhere on the African coast long enough for Adoniram Judson to go ashore and bury his wife on the beach and then get back on the ship and continue the journey on to the United States. We just buried his wife somewhere. We can't even imagine the kind of heartache and pain that he felt. I mean, we don't even have a, we don't even have a file for that in our minds. And in Jerusalem, when the Babylonians attack, uh, they're not even going to be able to stop and bury their dead. Again, we can't even imagine what that's like. Not bury your wife or your son or your daughter. You just have to leave them there dead where they die. That's how horrific it will be in Jerusalem. And yet these false, false teachers are saying, no, that, that's never going to happen. God's going to only provide peace for us. Therefore you shall say this word to them, verse 17, let my eyes flow with tears night and day and let them not cease. For the virgin daughter of my people has been broken with a mighty stroke and with a very severe blow. You see here the heart of Jeremiah is broken. He's overwhelmed with emotion at the calamity that, that will come upon Judah and Jerusalem. He, he, you know, prophetically, he can see into the future of what will come upon that city. And he's just overwhelmed with emotion. And his eyes flow with tears night and day without ceasing because of the judgment that will come upon uh, his people. You know, uh, it reminds me of Jesus in the New Testament. You know, Jesus uh, is referred to in the Gospels. Uh, some people referred to him or compared him to Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet because of passages like this where he's weeping over the judgment that would come upon his people, just as Jesus wept for his people and wept for Jerusalem. Uh, if you want to turn to Luke 19 for me. Luke 19. And here, this is when Jesus makes his um, triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And this is, a, you know, this is a part of the triumphal entry that we don't often think about or, or talk about uh, on Palm Sunday, when we look at a Palm Sunday passage, for example, we usually don't go this far in the passage. Uh, but if you look at verse 41, Luke nineteen forty-one, 
Now, as Jesus drew near, as he drew near to the city of Jerusalem, he saw the city and he wept over it. And the word for wept here, it, it's, it's, you know, uncontrollable sobbing. You know, it's, it's, it's ugly crying, right? He doesn't just have a tear streaming down his cheek. He's a mess. As he's looking over the city of Jerusalem, he's weeping. Look what he says. If you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. This is your day, the day that your king comes to you lowly and riding on a donkey and bringing salvation. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. They missed their day that would have brought them peace because the Prince of Peace was coming to them. They've missed it now. And so now Jesus prophetically, he, he looks into the future of what will happen to Jerusalem. And it says in verse 43, For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. And just like Jeremiah the prophet could see into the future prophetically when the Babylonians would attack the city of Jerusalem and he could see the destruction that would come at the hands of the Babylonians and the people dead in the streets, not buried, not uh, you know, respectfully uh, cared for. Here, Jesus could see the destruction that would come upon Jerusalem at the hands of the Romans in 70 A.D., and he wept over Jerusalem. He's, he's, he's crying uncontrollably because he knows what the future holds for Jerusalem, just as Jeremiah, back in Jeremiah chapter 14. Look at verse 18 of Jeremiah fourteen eighteen. If I go out to the field, then behold, those slain with the sword, And if I enter the city, then behold, those sick from famine, they're cut off in the cities. Again, the Babylonians will come, they'll invade the land, they'll just surround the cities, cut off the food supply, cut off the water supply if they can, and then just wait out the people. And so in the cities, the people are starving to death. Outside the cities, the people are already slaughtered and killed. And Jeremiah says, if I'm out, out in the field, there's the slain, those that are slain by the sword, if I go into the city, those are sick with famine. Yes, both prophet and priest go about in a land that they do not know, verse 18. The prophets and priests should have known. 
But Jeremiah says they don't know. The spiritual leaders were blind guides leading the people. Jesus talked about that in his day, in Luke chapter 6, referring to the priests as uh, the blind leaders leading the blind. And they both end up in a ditch, right? The leaders in Jeremiah's day, they should have known what was coming because God told them this is what was coming. But they just ignored the warnings. And they brought this destruction down upon the nation. They were blind leaders who led blind people and they, brought, they took the nation right into a ditch. Now Jeremiah, again, he speaks to the Lord here in verse 19. Have you utterly rejected Judah? Again, he sees what's going to happen and how devastating and horrific it's going to be. And his response to seeing that is, have you utterly rejected Judah? Has your soul loathed Zion? Have you stricken us so that there is no healing for us? Are we ever, is there, are we ever going to recover from this? We looked for peace, but there was no good. And for the time of healing, and there was trouble. Verse 20. We acknowledge, O Lord, our wickedness and the iniquity of our fathers, where we have sinned against you. Jeremiah was just, just so astonished at, at the calamity to come. Uh, he asked the Lord, basically, have, have, you, have you cast your people off forever? Have you rejected Judah completely? I mean, is there any hope of recovery from this? It's interesting, remember, uh, earlier the Lord told Jeremiah, don't pray for this people. But he's praying for him. He's interceding. He can't help but intercede. He sees what's going to happen to them. He can't help but intercede. And in verse 20, he's confessing their sin, the sin of, an, of the nation. For we've sinned against you. And notice in verse 20 how Jeremiah is using the word, the pronoun we here. He doesn't say they, they've sinned against you. And he says we've sinned against you. We've sinned against you. Verse 21 Do not abhor us for your name's sake. Do not disgrace the throne of your glory. Remember, do not break your covenant with us. He's so concerned here that God is going to forsake them forever. And he reminds God, don't forget, you made a covenant with us. Don't don't forget, you made a covenant, an everlasting covenant with your people. Because in Jeremiah's view, it looks like God is completely done with the children of Israel. He's forsaken them. Don't forget about your covenant. Right? What's the one thing that Jesus asks us to remember about him? Right? Take this cup, this bread. Do this in remembrance of me. That's the one thing that Jesus tells us to remember. He doesn't tell us, remember my teachings, although it's good to remember his teachings. He doesn't doesn't say, remember my miracles. Again, it's good to remember those miracles. He says, remember the covenant I made with you. Don't forget the covenant that I've made with my blood and my broken body for the remission of your sins to reconcile you back to God. Don't forget that. This is the one thing that I want you to always be mindful of. This covenant that I've made. Why? Because there may be times in your life and in my life 
where it feels like or it seems like, has he forgotten me? Has he forsaken me? And he and Jesus is the one saying, don't forget the covenant I've made with you. The covenant in my own blood. And here it's Jeremiah saying to the Lord, Lord, don't forget the covenant you've made. Because it sure looks like you have forsaken them. But you've made a covenant with them. Look at verse 22. Are there any among the idols of the nations that can cause rain? Or can the heavens give showers? Are you not he, O Lord, our God? Therefore we will wait for you, since you have made all these. Now the people of Judah, they began to worship the god Baal, the pagan god, because they believed that Baal uh, produced the rain to fall. And so what did the Lord God do? He sent a drought. And he caused the God that they trusted in to send rain. They caused, he caused that God to fail them. And Jeremiah here now, he acknowledges no idol can cause rain. Only you, Lord. Only you can make the rain. And what God has done and what God does sometimes, not every time, But what God does sometimes to get our attention, he puts us in a situation that only he can get us out of. Only God can get them out of this. Only God can stop the drought. Only God can send the rain. No one else can. And he puts the people of Judah in a situation now where their only option is to wait upon the Lord. He says, therefore, We will wait for you since you have made all these things. You're the only one who can give us rain. You're the only one who can heal the land from this drought. So we'll just wait for you. Where else can we go? Who else could we look to to get us out of this situation? And this word wait here, when you see wait in the Bible, it doesn't mean just, you know, looking at your watch, kind of waiting. It means, you know, I'm, I'm looking to the Lord with expectation and anticipation. My eyes are fixed on Him. My eyes are fixed, O oh Lord. My eyes are fixed. I'm just fixed on You. Because You're the only one that can provide rain. And so I'm just going to wait upon You. And again, God will put us into difficulties. He'll put us into certain circumstances that we can't get ourselves out of and no one else can get us out of and no amount of money or knowledge or anything can get us out of it. And our only choice is to look to the Lord and just wait upon Him to send the rain. And that's exactly where He wants us to be. Right? You know, He tried to warn them He gave them his word. They ignored his word. He sent prophets. They ignored the prophets. He sent more prophets. They ignored those prophets. He had the prophets doing uh, little physical animations. Remember we saw that last week where he has the sash. They ignore the sash. So he sends a drought. Now he's got their attention. And sometimes that's what the Lord does because we're so hard-headed and we're so stiff-necked, right? And sometimes he's got to put us in that situation where, okay, you've got my attention. I'm out of options. My eyes are fixed on you now, Lord. 
because you're all I've got. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.